Welcome to another edition of the Proclaim Cuba podcast on mission. This show gives people the opportunity to tell the stories related to the mission of Proclaim Cuba, and that is to bring Christ to Cuba and the nations. This show and this ministry is about people and the stories of God working in their life. Stories of faith in action, of inspiration, of connection, of hope despite all obstacles, and stories of the roles they play in the body of Christ. Today we welcome Alfie Pino, who is one of the board members of uh, Proclaim Cuba. Alfie, welcome. Uh, good morning. Good to be here. Great. We're, we're so happy you could join us today. Uh, we really look forward to this conversation about um, the interaction that we have here in the U.S. with our brothers and sisters in Cuba and uh, the impact uh, that we're having both now and hopefully in the future. So uh, give us a little bit of, as a board member, give us a little bit of a background of, um, of yourself and, um, and what your current role is. Well, I am, as you said, a member of the board of directors of Proclaim Cuba. I um, was born into a Cuban family. Um, that is a family that immigrated uh, to the United States from Cuba in the 1960s. Um, as I love to tell my Cuban friends, I was um, uh, conceived in Cuba and born in the United States. Blessed to be born here, an American citizen, and enjoy the freedoms that we uh, enjoy here in our country. So, um, obviously, all of my life I've had a tremendous affinity for Cuba. And so um, it's that affinity that led me to get involved in Cuba. But uh, you asked me a little bit about myself. So uh, I am a husband and a father to four kids. Uh, my wife, Kim, is uh, the communications director for uh, Proclaim Cuba and obviously very, very involved in the ministry. And um, my four kids are also very involved. They've gone on a number of mission trips. Uh, my daughter serves as our uh, social media and uh, digital uh, media uh, director. And um, uh, all of my kids are, are very involved and very much have a heart for the ministry, which is a tremendous blessing for my kids to um, care about what I care about. Yeah, absolutely. That is uh, always a, a wonderful part of a, of a family because when you can serve together, I think that really creates a, a wonderful bond in your family. And so, so speaking of family and, and our uh, brothers and sisters in Christ uh, down in Cuba as well, when was the first time you were able to, to go back to Cuba? So my dad is 92 years old this year. Wow. And um, he obviously left his home country at the age of, I believe it was 36, hmm. um, which, uh, you know, I'm 55. It's, it's unbelievable for me to imagine leaving the United States to go live in a foreign country where I don't know the language and all of that. So I had the blessing and opportunity to return to Cuba with my dad for the very first time that he had been back since he left at age 36. And that was in 1998. That was my very first trip to Cuba. 
that wasn't really um, a mission type of a trip. We are we are um, we are both physicians. I'm an anesthesiologist. Uh, he was an orthopedic surgeon, and so we were actually officially going to attend a medical convention. But uh, in reality, we were. Um, we were there to see uh, the country and for him to show me uh, some of the places where he lived and worked and uh, had his life. So um, that was my first trip. And then I took my wife back in 2000. And that is the first time that we had the opportunity to really experience the Cuban culture and the beginnings of seeing um, God at work in Cuba. Fast forward a few years later, the church that we were attending had already been very involved in missions in Cuba. And so um, I had the opportunity to plug in there. Interestingly enough, my wife, when, uh, when we went in 2000, it was such a shocking experience to her that she said she would never go back. And, uh, and from 2000 until 2013, um, she didn't go back. So those 13 years, she uh, just, uh, you know, had been so uh, traumatized by what she experienced that she didn't want to go back. And then God touched her in, in, in that time period. And uh, um, the rest is history, so to speak. So we went back, uh, or we were there in 2000. And um, then again, uh, in about 2004, 2005, I started going regularly with this church on mission trips. And that's when I first met the Alamino family and was introduced to this ministry. It's amazing. It's amazing how God moves in our life to connect us uh, in different ways. Uh, that was about the same time frame that I started going as well. So I'm surprised we didn't see each other on a, on a plane since going down there. It's amazing. <laughs> how, many, how many times do you think you've gone down? I think I've probably been to Cuba about 30 times uh, between, between, you know, my very first trip and now something like that. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. I stopped counting a while back. <laughs> What is it that you you think feel you feel like um, keeps you going back? What is it that that draws you there? I know that your heritage is there. I know the relationships are there, um, but it, there is something special about Cuba. Um, if you just speak to that, maybe a couple of the of the uh, memorable uh, trips that you've been on. What comes to mind as to as to what you know what draws you down there? Well, as you said, um, my heritage absolutely draws me down. I don't know what it is, Andrew, but when I set foot in Cuba, I feel like I'm at home. Oh. Um, obviously, I grew up in this country. I am as American as, uh, you know, uh, hot dogs and, and baseball and apple pie. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, especially since my first visit in 1998, I have had such a draw to, to Cuba, to the Cuban culture, to the Cuban people, um, just the whole experience. Cuba is a remarkable country, uh, despite all of the political, uh, you know, issues of the last uh, 60 years. It is a remarkable country, um, and and the people are remarkable. Um, I could say that about a lot of places, obviously, but for me, with my heritage, 
that is a particular draw. And then um, just to tell you a little bit about sort of my initial experiences and how that shaped my, my continued involvement. When on that very first trip with that church, we had the opportunity to visit three different ministries. Um, and they were geographically quite separated. So one ministry was in Havana, another one was in a city called Camagüey, and then uh, the ministry that that I work with, Proclaim Cuba, um, that is headquartered in a little tiny town called Cespedes. And I visited all three of those ministries, and of course, I was very touched by the incredible work that they were doing. Each ministry had its sphere of influence and was doing such a tremendous job of, of reaching their sphere of influence for Christ. Um, but there was something unique about the ministry of Carlos Alamino and Proclaim Cuba. The first thing I would say is that I had access to speak with whoever I wanted to speak with. And for me, this was particularly important because of my heritage. I can speak Spanish, and so it is easy for me to communicate with people. And I found that in some of the other places that I visited, um, we Americans were kept a little bit separated from the average Joe, if you will, um, and, and were kind of isolated. And really the only people we were allowed to speak with were the translators and the pastor. And um, Carlos uh, Alamino had an open door policy. Basically, you could talk to whoever you wanted to talk to. You could uh, see whatever you wanted to see, um, any part of, of their ministry, any part of their building, any part of their their paperwork, um, their, any part of the ministry. So it was a, it was very transparent. It was very open door. And then um, you're either going to hear from, or you've already heard from uh, Carlos Alamino Jr., who is Carlos Alamino's son, obviously. And um, he was just a teenager back then. And um, I, I, I met him and we bonded instantly. And so what has kept me going back is obviously my heritage, but my deep love for this family that leads this ministry, the ministry itself and the work that they do, and the Cuban people themselves. Um, I have obviously developed many friendships over the years, many deep relationships, and we communicate all the time via WhatsApp, or um, obviously on the trips that we take, uh, we're in constant regular communications, just like you would be any friend that you have, you know, here in, in the United States. So um, these are the things that have drawn me back. And my goodness, there are so many incredible stories of uh, experiences um, that I have had. I've had the opportunity to visit, for example, a church not far from where the ministry was actually born. That's further east than we are now. The ministry was born in a little town called Babinay. Um, and not far from Babinay, there is a, a couple that are pastors. And this couple is an incredible team. They both were born with serious physical deformities. Um, she has essentially has no legs. And, um, and he was born 
with uh, legs that don't work right. And um, this couple has been truly touched by God, and they have revolutionized their little village and their area um, in a tremendous way. You should see the adversity that they live. I mean, literally, they don't have running water in their house. They, they obviously don't have a toilet. Um, uh, they, they, they use an outhouse like we did 150 years ago here, you know, and then just the conditions in which they live, streets that are not paved, muddy, you know, dirt, dirt roads and, and the difficulty. They don't obviously don't own a vehicle. They have to get around in a bicycle or a, or a cart with a horse. Um, and it's just amazing to see what God has done in the life of these two individuals and use them in such a tremendous way. Um, that's a tremendously uh, impactful story. And then I can think of in Havana, there is an area in Havana proper that is a transition zone. This is a place where people go that are homeless. Um, they don't have a place to stay on a regular basis, and so they're given a small room. And in this place, you, you can imagine if the conditions in general are difficult, the conditions here are desperate and dire. And um, it is in this place that God has birthed this little um, ministry to children called Casita de Luz. And um, in this place, these, these precious people take care of these children. They, they, many of them either don't have parents or their parents are uninvolved um, in their lives. They have uh, started Bible classes. They've started uh, weekly gatherings. They have uh, provided food for these children. They've provided clothing. They've provided education, teaching them music and, and other things, other basic life skills. You know, those are the kind of things that we just don't see here. Um, and those have been, among many, many others, have been tremendously impactful in my life. And it's the reason why I keep going back. I, I can relate to a lot of what you said. I've, I've heard the stories. I've, I've seen the lives that have been changed down there and the, and the work that is being done um, to just serve the communities that are down there. We're, um, uh, we're blessed to be able to, both of us have seen those things and, and uh, really recognize the kingdom work that's, uh, that's being done down there. And um, I know I'm grateful and I, and I know you are as well. How do you think that... Um, this connection has changed your life in the U.S. What uh, what do you feel like drives you here in the U.S. now uh, to want to engage other people, the work that that God is having us to do? You know, it's all about mission, Andrew. Um, what what has kept me going uh, down there is the people, um, the the um, consistent over many years. Uh, commitment to the mission. And that that's what's transformational. We exist, Proclaim Cuba exists to win Cuba and the nations for Christ. And, and Cuba obviously is what it is. There's about 11 million people that live there. The nations, that includes all the rest of us. And so that means that when we um, come back from Cuba, we are still on mission. 
because we're part of that nations, you know, um, we're, we're still on mission. We're still in, in the mode of leading people to Christ. And so my excitement is that um, we still get to participate in being a part of the mission, the work that's done in Cuba and the work that's done elsewhere, even whenever we're here in Dallas. Um, we, can, we can give, we can certainly do that. Um, uh, you know, even, even a small amount is helpful in advancing the kingdom. We can go as we have done uh, so many times, myself and my family, we can pray um, and, and, and we have the, the blessing of, of having the opportunity to pray daily for um, our leaders and for um, the, the, the lives that are being transformed there. You know, and we can get involved. Um, we can get involved with what, with what Proclaim Cuba is doing here. We can um, participate in a mission trip. We can be a volunteer. There's all these different ways that we can participate. And so just that issue of being, of continuing to be on mission, whether you're over there or over here. Absolutely. We do. We have so many things uh, we are, are blessed with now uh, that allow us to to let people know about what's happening there by doing some things here. One of the things that we've uh, rolled out this year is the website. Uh, we've got a new uh, refreshed website, and that is the best place for information for people to, to help them connect to us. You know, people have been so generous in, in, in donating to uh, our cause, to uh, coming alongside us, to uh, volunteering, to going on trips. Um, and we have all of that information uh, on the website. I just want to touch on a couple of things that are going to happen through the, the course of the year. Now, we're just launching this podcast. This is one of those things that we invite you to, to come and share your story about how God has used you in Cuba, uh, about the, the mission that he sent you on, and then the mission that you're also doing, uh, as you said, still on mission back here in the United States of telling other people uh, about those things that God has done in your life uh, as a member of the body of Christ. Um, we also have uh, a summer mission trip that's going to be coming up for the VBS. That's also a huge, uh, it's a huge thing in Cuba and, a, and an amazing part to, uh, amazing thing to be a part of. Uh, and we welcome you to do that. Um, for some of the things that you could do um, to uh, benefit us and uh, have a little fun doing that. We have a golf tournament uh, on uh, June the 28th, which is a Tuesday uh, in, in June at the Canyon Creek uh, Country Club. Again, the website is the best place to get information about that and also to register for that. We've also got the uh, our annual fundraising dinner in September, uh, which is uh, Sunday, September 11th this year. Um, we'll be having Jim Dennison uh, be the speaker this year. Um, he's agreed to come speak to us, and that should be an incredibly um, impactful night uh, where we get to just get his perspective as he as he shares all the time about what's happening culturally in the world and, uh, and viewed through the lens of a Christian. So we appreciate everything that he does uh, to help uh, just have that perspective. So, and Andrew, let me just make a quick plug for sure. the summer mission trip. Absolutely. Um, we decided we did my wife and I once, once God touched her heart and, and said, you've got to go back to Cuba. 
um, we decided to take our kids. And um, at that point in time, our kids were teenagers, but they were younger teenagers. And we decided to just get on the plane and go. And, uh, and that's exactly what we did. And uh, our lives have never been the same. I will tell you this, I can tell you and you can tell folks all about your experience in Cuba, um, how wonderful this ministry is, how lives are impacted, how wonderful the Cuban people are. But until you go and experience for yourself what, uh, what this is, what this uh, organization is, what, what the mission is, um, you, you'll only have a glimpse of, uh, of what you're missing out on. Trip is, um, I'm not going to say it's, a, it's the easiest trip in the world. Um, you know, you, there, there aren't the same luxuries that we're accustomed to uh, here in the United States, but you will not be uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you, will, you will be 100% safe you will be, um, you'll have some of the best food that you've ever had in your entire life. And you will meet some of the most incredible people and, and you will develop lifelong relationships and your life will be changed. And I can say that from experience because mine was, and uh, just about everybody I know who goes to Cuba's life was changed as a result of being there. So big plug, contact us if you are interested in going uh, this summer, step out on faith, do it. Your life will be, will never be the same. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That was great, uh, Alfie. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your story. Thank you for your heart um, of, uh, of service um, to our brothers and sisters in Christ and to just the overall body of Christ. Uh, Alfie, we're blessed to, to have you um, just in leadership and uh, we truly, truly uh, appreciate everything that you do. Uh, be sure to visit uh, proclaimcuba.org. That's our website uh, for information on things that uh, we have available going forward. And uh, that'll do it for our podcast today. Thank you for joining us on Mission Today. If you would like to know more about Proclaim Cuba or hear other stories like this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Proclaim Cuba.